out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone, this is the 170th episode of Meet Me in the Field, and I am still amazed about the wonderful things that happen when I get a complete stranger behind the microphone and we start talking. Today I speak with yet another Inside Timer friend. This time it is Dave from Dudley in the UK. What amazed me about this conversation is how much Dave and I have in common. We both walked a path through addiction, we meditate, we both do intermittent fasting, we both do the cold shower at the end of the warm shower thing, we both stopped eating meat, and we both wrote a book. I really found the similarities between us fascinating. Talk about Dave's book. He wrote a book called The Awakening of Death by David E. Jones. It is available on Amazon. And The Awakening of Death is also Dave's Instagram account. Please follow him. I also want to take this opportunity to congratulate Dave on his wedding this coming Saturday. I wish the happy couple a long and happy union. This podcast is supported by Orangutans the Field, the podcast where Marva and I talk about life stuff, how it impacts our mental health and how we deal with it. Catch this unedited, raw, sometimes hard-hitting and always blatantly honest podcast on Anchor FM and Iona FM. Please also look out for information on my book Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage, which is www.freddy.org.za. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za. That is Freddy with an I-E. This is Dave's story. Sit back, relax and enjoy Dave, welcome to Meet Me in the Field. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Freddie. Thank you for the invite. And yeah, how are you today? I am actually quite cool. Thank you very much. So tell tell me and the listeners where you are, where, where are you situated? I'm in England uh, in a small town called Dudley. Um, called what? Uh, Dudley. It's D-U-D-L-E-Y. Dudley. Uh, Never yeah. heard of it. Uh, we've got a castle here, so I suppose that's kind of one of the things we're famous for. So, okay. bit of history. Okay. Um, you know, I've lived around this area all my life in kind of the local vicinity, just different kind of areas of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it here. It's got a lot to offer. It's got everything I need. So, is it quite rural? Um, some of it can be. We've got a nice mixture. Some yeah, in and out. It's literally five minute drive, and you're in the countryside. Okay, and you've, got, you've got the town as well, kind of the cities locally based. So yeah, it's it's really convenient for everything. Awesome. And you are. What do you do for a living? You teach. Uh, I'm a tutor at a tutor. college. Yeah, a private college for um, young adults with learning difficulties and challenging behaviour. So uh, I'm a life skills tutor, so I just teach them how to live independently. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, take them out in the public, um, teach them how to cook, how to deal with the mundane things of bills and council tax and all that sort of thing. Okay. So it's a nice mixture, and it's really rewarding. I love it. 
it sounds like something that all people need to have because that, that, that that's one thing that that that, that I've got a huge problem with the education system. Is they don't teach us stuff we're supposed to know. They teach us all this bullshit crap that we don't need in life. <laughs> That's right. I, I could have done with someone like me when I was like 17, 18, because I, I didn't have a clue going out into the world. So exactly. yeah, I totally there. Yeah. Yeah. Things like opening a bank account, um, how to set up a budget, um, yeah. basic basic cooking skills, um, what 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 goes with what what does the what does a nutritionist meal look like? You know, that, 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 those type of things. I think those are far more important than to know that if you if you jump in a boat with a river that's 100 meters wide and you travel at, and the river flows at 60 kilometers an hour, how long will it take you to reach the opposite side of the river? You know? <laughs> those type of things where I just looked at it in science and I thought, I actually really, really don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like it. But I definitely do do care about setting up a monthly budget and, and balancing the finances, and um, and things like like how to deal with conflict. And for for me, that's an extremely important life skill that nobody ever teaches you. Yeah. So yeah. so 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 did you study teaching, or how did you end up doing what you're doing? No, no I've actually been a chef all my life. Um, oh my word! Since I was seventeen. Okay, uh, and I've worked in various places from hotels, restaurants, um, care homes, cafes. I've literally done every aspect of catering uh, imaginable. Um, and I only made the jump, um, the transition last year, last January, to tutoring because okay. the opportunity came about, and I just thought it'd be perfect for me. So I've, although I've still got some involvement in cooking, I've made that leap from the catering scene, which I'm happy to leave behind. It's taught me a lot, but. Um, yeah, gone of the long. Oh, it's a sorry. vicious industry to be in. Hein? It's a yeah, thankful, yeah. hard-assed, killing your soul industry to be in is the food industry, I think, especially the, the, the restaurant industry. Have you, have, you, have you worked in the industry, Freddie? Because the not, you just summed it up. Is not, good? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But um, one of my best friends is a chef. And, um, and actually, I, I know a lot of people just in the industry. So, um, so and, and, I, and I see and I see them and I see how how how, how soul destroying it is and the hours they work it's ridiculous it's insane. No, no, no. Um, I mean, you have to have a passion for it, and I did have that passion for it. But ultimately, the, the hours and the, the the shifts they did kill that passion to some degree in the end. So that was why I've, I've kind of done my time. I think about seventeen, eighteen years I did it for. So it's, it's it was time for a change. And that then, yeah. is enough. Yes. <laughs> so you are now in your mid thirties. Mid thirties. Yeah, I'm um, thirty six next month. Yes. Okay. Cool. And getting married soon, you said. I am as well. That's uh, ne next month, the day after my birthday. In fact, so yes. Oh my word. <laughs> okay. Uh, How did that work out? We wanted to get married. Well, we were going to get married last August in Cyprus, uh, but due to COVID, oh, wow. it got cancelled. Um, we were going to get married in April in Cyprus this year. Um, it got cancelled because of COVID again. We set up another venue the other day that got cancelled because of COVID loopholes and restrictions. So we've ultimately got our new date now on the uh, 22nd of May and everything's going to be as well as can be. So, yeah, let's hope that goes ahead. <laughs> 
because you're still in 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 some form of hard lockdown. Am I right? Yeah, we, we're just coming out of it now. Um, exactly. Literally next, next Monday is uh, kind of a big lift. Like gyms are going to be opening, um, sort of outdoor uh, eating places. Um, okay. Sort of things that are viewed as essential are going to be opening. So yeah, we're coming out of um, since Christmas. We've been in this state here. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And how did that influence your your work? Was your work seen as, a, as an essential service so you could still go out and, and, and do your teaching? Yeah, was I was, cool. I was very, yeah, I was very fortunate. Uh, mainstream, all mainstream education, that, that was shut down, closed. Um, but because we're classed as um, a, a sort of essential education um, due to the special requirements of our vulnerable adults, um, we remained open. And to be honest with you, I've, my life's been mainly unaffected by the gym I haven't really noticed much difference I've been very blessed in that way so very grateful oh I am so grateful that the gyms are closed now I have nothing to feel guilty about <laughs> <laughs> that's good that, that, but by closing the gyms they took my guilt away I love that 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 meme um we, 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 the, the girl just sits and thinks and says to herself I haven't been to gym again today. Damn it, that's now four years in a row. <laughs> You've got to have some routine in your life, haven't you? That's it. <laughs> I'm very much the same. I really, I really, really struggled to get exercise into my daily, daily regime. So tell me, um, so you grew up in in the UK. I did, yes. To to to, to UK parents, both father and mother. That's correct, yes. Okay. And how many how many children are you? Uh, just an only child, just me. Yeah, only child. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, and did you grow up religiously? I did. Yeah, I, I was raised as a Christian. Um, okay. Church each Sunday, uh, fed the Bible and everything, and yeah. Okay. And do you still do you still follow follow Christianity, or, or has your uh, life changed since then? No, it's it's not for me. Even as a child, something just felt off. Even as a very young boy, it just felt it felt um, false to me. Um, that's not knocking anyone that is still you know a Christian or of any faith. That's their belief, yeah. and if they help to get where they want to get, that is perfectly fine. But as I grew older, it just it wasn't for me. All, all the fear, um, fear based beliefs, it didn't it didn't sit right with me at all. So I yeah. just off. had to follow my own path. <laughs> That, 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 that's interesting what you're saying because you really resonate my my my, my saying with my own feelings around that. So um, so we so we met on inside the timer the meditation app. <laughs> it's so fascinating the the amount of people that I've met on inside timer and how how small the world has become due to these social media things. Yes. So are you are, are you a big meditator? Is is that something that that, that forms part of your daily routine, or, or are you a a coincidental participant, or how how does it work for you? Yeah, um, it's part of my daily routine now. Uh, Ten years ago, I would have laughed at anyone that meditated or did anything like that, uh, but that's where my kind of level of consciousness was then. But now it's starting my my daily routine. Uh, I wake up. Um, and before I do anything, well, I have a shower first and then I'm straight into meditation. Um, okay. About half an hour, yeah. That's fantastic. And, and, and what, what made you decide to try meditation? 
Um, just because the path I was kind of going down, this kind of spiritual path, if you want to label it as such, um, all these books I kept reading kept going about meditation. Now, I, I didn't want to do anything like that. I saw it was a bit hippie, a bit a bit fruitless. Um, but I said, the more books I read, this word meditation kept cropping up. So I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. Did it a few times. I actually was laughing at myself, kind of observing myself. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, you look like a fool. Um, but the more I did it, the more I kind of got into it and saw what it was all about and how it affected my emotions was the main one uh, in my waking life. That's when it really started to, um, yeah, become a useful tool okay. for me to start. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And did you use a meditation app right from the start or, or, or did you try just sitting quietly? Or, or, or how, how, did, how did meditation develop for you? Um, at first, yeah, it was just kind of using some YouTube videos, suggested ones, um, yeah. and a few helpful ones on that. And then I literally met someone by a chance uh, meeting one day, one of things chance, but yeah, it was all uh, coincidental as such. Uh, a chant meeting? A chance, sorry, just a, just an off meeting, like oh, you and oh, I, just uh, on a whim. Oh, a chance, a chance meeting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Uh, and she said, oh, you should try. Um, she actually came into my cafe where I was working at the time. And she said, oh, you should try this um, app, uh, this meditation app, Insight Timer. And I said, OK. And I tried it. And literally from that that night, um, I never looked back. And I've used Insight Timer ever since. And, and as you mentioned earlier, I've met a whole host of wonderful, amazing people on there who I feel yeah. like I've met up with old lost friends. And it's, it's, it's a bit spooky in a way. But, yeah, it's, it's beautiful the way it all happens. Yeah. It, it's really nice. Um the way they they just managed to create a like-minded community. Mm-hmm. It, it just all of us could just kind of we, we we know we have this need for some silence, and this is where we go to meet it. And then we we meet a lot of other people that also have a need for silence in their lives at stages. And it's quite nice to to to, to hook up with them and say, "Hey, what why do you why do you want quiet in your life?" <laughs> so, <laughs> So you were talking about, um, no, before we go there, before I ask that question, um, what type of meditations do you do? Um, so when you go inside time, into inside time, where do you go? How do you decide what, what meditation you're going to do today? Yeah, this is just for me. I personally like um, just ones without speech. Just uh, the binaural beats. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to say that as well, but, but I know exactly what you mean. I go there often as well. <laughs> yeah, I just find they trigger something in my mind and the, the lights I see and the, the silence I feel. Um, yeah, so they're my kind of go-to ones. Um, depending what mood I'm in or if I've got any kind of blockages in any chakras, I'll kind of go to those specific binaural beats that'll help to free those up. Yeah, that's kind of my go-to method one. I do do the occasional guided ones if I'm looking to achieve a particular sort of thing. But yeah, I generally just like the, just the audio ones. That's works for me. Awesome. Yeah, very much the same. I, some mornings I log on and I know what, not I know, I've got a feeling of, of what I need for that day. Yeah. And then I go there and other days I just kind of, what I do is I go to A, A to Z and I close my eyes and I kind of flick my finger 
or up and down and then click okay. and wherever, wherever I end up, that's where I end up. That's where the universe wants me to be for, 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 for that day. It's quite the, quite, quite the nice game. <laughs> See, okay, so, so what does the universe have in store for me today? <laughs> I like that. I might try that. Thank you. Yeah, just let it be. <laughs> so you talk about chakra blockings as if you actually know about chakras and those type of things. So except for meditation, what, what, other, what other things have you done to, 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 to take you on some form of spiritual journey or to enhance your spirituality? Okay, yeah. The, um, the chakras isn't something I personally claim. Like I can't identify it in my own body. However, I do have distance Reiki treatment at the moment. And okay. my Reiki master, after the treatment, she will identify what's going on in my body, the whole meridian system, uh, the chakras where there's blockages, uh, which all kind of stem from our thinking that ultimately block the, the, um, the flow of energy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I just listen to her and I trust her and what she says has worked for me so far. So if it works for me, I'm going to continue to do it. So yeah, when I feel a little bit of a blockage on some sort of areas, I'll try and find the binaural beat to match that and help with the meditation and clear the flow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and how, how did you end up doing Reiki? I, I say I don't actually do it myself. I'm not... Um, yeah, yeah, what, what I mean is how do, you, how do you end up partaking in Reiki or receiving Reiki or whatever okay, the, 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 right word, the right word would be? I'm with you. Uh, so my partner, Louise, she um, has done a Reiki course and she kind of got me into that side of things. Um, so her Reiki master that trained her is the one that delivers the Reiki to me. Okay. Um, so I, I just do it now every every holiday in uh, the term time. Every time I'm off, I kind of had a rebalancing session where oh, she cool. energies because of what's going on in term time and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I got into it. Now it's, that's kind of turned into a little bit of a habit as well, as has meditation, because I find it benefits uh, just how I feel with my well-being. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I really, really like the the idea that you that you kind of seem to have fallen into a type of a, a self-care regime that, 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 that you know what, what, what you need to do for yourself, for your own mental health, for your own physical health, for your own general well-being. And, 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 and that's what you do. Um, because what I heard from you earlier is you, you, you gym on a regular basis as well. Uh, what, sorry? You gym, go to the gym on a regular basis. Yeah, I've, um, I've found that very difficult, this lockdown. I haven't been since literally before Christmas because they've been closed. Uh, the, the first lockdown this time last year, I found it a lot easier because of the weather. I was able to train in the garden with like water bottles and whatnot. Um, but, it, but this time of year with the, the dark nights and the cold weather, I just found it very difficult to get motivated in front of a screen. And yeah, it's, so I've been really off the boil <laughs> these past three months. Um, so, and I find that has affected my kind of being in the moment my thinking i found my thoughts kind of flicking off to the future quite a lot more because i've got nothing to ground me as such yeah. uh, so i kind of miss that physical routine of the gym as well so it's all about balance the kind of mind but then mm. the physical side as well to to really ground you so i'm really looking forward to next monday to getting back to the gym and kind of <laughs> routine, get my kind of diet back in order as well because my diet's going a little bit out of balance because i'm not training so yeah okay and as a, as a, there's two things I want to ask. And before I do that, I want to clear my throat. So just give me a sec. That's one thing my listeners do not want to hear. 
Um, my husband also says that people don't want to hear me drinking coffee. But I, I don't believe that. Who, who doesn't want to hear somebody drink coffee? <laughs> so two, two places I want to go. One is to, to Louise and the other one is to, to diet. So remind me if I forget, if I forget one. Okay. So um, where and how did you meet Louise and how long ago? I met Louise online on a dating app. Um, oh, I met my husband on a dating app online as well, on a, on a, on a, on a dating website, yeah. Yeah, you, you never know, do you? Um, mm. And that's coming up to yeah, four and a half years ago. Awesome. So, yeah, and then again, if you just said to me, oh, 10 years ago, you'd be meeting your future wife online, I'd probably laughed at you and said, oh, that's what, you know. Who that's a weird. Yeah, I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I've learned to say never say never. You never know. So, yeah, I met Louise there. And um, literally, we chatted for a few weeks on text, met up with each other, and it was like meeting up with an old friend. It was quite, um, yeah, again, that was quite weird. It was like we... Oh, that's wonderful. Separated friends, like meeting up again. Um, yeah. Journey in, in this kind of lifetime. So, yeah, it was... Is really, really surreal. <laughs> okay, and do you do you believe in past lives and 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 those those type of things? Because you you said it's as if we were best friends in a past life. So so is that something that that you subscribe to? I do I do know. Yeah, in in the past, um, I say being raised with my beliefs. Yeah, I was um, firmly raised. You know, you get one life, you get one chance, and if you mess that up, well, then you burn in hell for it. To burn in hell, yeah, <laughs> for eternity. It, it, that's it, isn't it? It's, you know, it's quite a finite concept. God, it sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I like heat, but <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little bit too intense. So you know, <laughs> absolutely, so, um, and. Go on. And was she already a Reiki a, a, a Reiki practitioner then, or did that come later? No, not at all. That came later. Um, I think we met at, I say, just the right time. It was all kind of perfect. We were at similar sort of levels with our consciousness, and that was... Um, I had a kind of life or an experience happen to me, and she's just kind of learned off me, and I've learned off her, and we've just kind of nurtured and grown together. It's, it's quite beautiful, really, yeah. It sounds like an absolutely beautiful connection. Yeah, she, she's just my best friend. That, that, that is it. She just happens to have shown up at this time in a female body and we've connected this way. And that's, that is absolutely wonderful. And you were going to get married on Cyprus. Why Cyprus? It's just something we wanted to do to go abroad. You know, that kind of conditioned idea into us that everything has to be perfect and on a beach. Mm. Um, process has taught us because we're now getting married in a hotel which doesn't have a beach unfortunately because it's just <laughs> up the road in a <laughs> in an yeah. industrial it, it's taught us that when you have a certain idea about things it doesn't it doesn't matter because all that matters is louise and i and we can get married wherever it could be on a park just it's just two people making that announcement to the universe that, you know what we're gonna yeah. go for this lifetime together as as friends help each other grow and learn and um, yeah, and it, and it doesn't matter where you get married. This whole perfect concept that we've had drilled yeah. into it, romance, and it's, yeah, it's, it's taught us a lot. The whole process, as the postponements of the wedding, just you know, just cut attachments and just let it be. 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You, 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 you just have to kind of, okay, so this is the picture I had in my head for, for, for all my life. It's not going to work. And, yep. and it, it, it's okay. It's, it's not the end of the world. You can take a beautiful holiday in Cyprus at the latest stage in your lives. Exactly. No. And who, who's to say what we planned, the universe doesn't have something better, that one step better, that the egoic mind can't envisage or, you know, plan. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And are oh, you having a big wedding? No, can... um, we, we have, um, it was going to be very private initially in, in Cyprus. It was only going to be 11 people there. Okay. Um, because of restricted numbers now, because of the gradual openings of society, yeah. uh, we're allowed 30 people, so it's still going to be quite intimate, but that's kind of just enough for us, in all honesty. Yeah, we were going to have a big party after, but uh, maybe we can have that in the summer someday, who knows? But yeah, lucky bastard, is the summer is on its way, but we are the winter is on its way, so um, I okay. really, really don't, I don't connect very well with cold. I've actually started doing something interesting these days. Is that is, when I finished my shower, I turn on the cold the cold tap, and I stand yeah. under the cold tap because I cannot deal with cold. So it is the weirdest. I I don't know why I'm doing it. I, you know, you read a lot of things. It's good for your circulation and good for your immune system. And 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 and, I'm actually doing it to just try and see if I can get myself used to cold, so I can be, have a more, a more, friendly attitude towards being cold. <laughs> because I can't stand cold. <laughs> That's fantastic. I agree with you. I actually started doing that recently myself because um, I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof, a guy. Yes, uh, I've heard of yeah, him. I started following his kind of breathing routines and he he has a cold shower where he goes walking in the mountains in snow and whatnot and he's underpants. But <laughs> I'm not okay. at that level. But yeah, I, I started to do the, the cold showers as well just to kind of bring you to the moment and get used to that coldness because yeah. I think I... Share your sentiment, Freddie. I'm not a fan of the cold, so. <laughs> <laughs> but what I find interesting about the, once once I get out of the cold shower, it's as if my body reacts with heat. It, yeah. I, I, I feel nicer, warm and tingly afterwards, which, which, which is really quite a nice feeling. But that initial shock, I can't breathe. And I was like, relax, relax. The more I try to relax, the less I relax. If you need to breathe. <laughs> because but when you when you breathe through it and actually bring yourself to the breath, that's when it becomes tolerable, doesn't it? You tighten it, kind of, okay, you adapt to it. I haven't reached that phase yet. <laughs> I still do good. I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot. That's what I tell myself. Even though I'm freezing, I was like, I'm hot, I'm boiling. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting because I once did a um, this fire walking yeah and the, the the process that 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 preceded the walk on the fire was a whole kind of i'm going to call it a mind fucking process um where we where we 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 we, we taught ourselves that we're going to walk on cold moss and when you start walking on the cold you, you walk and say cold moss cold moss cold moss yeah, yeah. so you're telling your brain that i'm not walking on coals i'm walking on cold moss and the brain believes that you will have cold moss because you don't panic. It's not hot. So, the, so that's what you're doing in the shower is yeah. I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot. I must try that because I know the cold moss thing works for working on fire. So maybe I'm hot walk under cold shower works as well. And, and what does Wim Hof say? What are the actual benefits of having this cold shower? 
I mean, ultimately, I think he he, he says, well, it's for your immunity, for your, and okay. it's just your, your general kind of state of well-being and, again, mental clarity mm-hmm. and that grounding Because I can think it will definitely help with your circulation. Yeah. And it also definitely hurt the immunity thing. So yeah. so, so, so that's good. Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. And I, I actually can't believe I'm doing it. Another thing that I'm doing at the moment, which I never, ever thought would be possible, is um, intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I try and stop eating at eight o'clock at night and then I only eat again at, at one the next afternoon. Yeah. Um, and I thought I would die. I thought I would be like really hangry, hungry and angry. And and I'm not. Um, 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 if anything, I definitely do do have more energy in the morning than what I used yeah. to have when I, when I ate breakfast. Okay. And it's I, also I, interesting... I Sorry? Yeah, so no, I, I can relate. I, I've started doing the same thing myself as well. Um, and you <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of get past that hunger level, don't you? Um, yeah. They pass and then sort of a clarity, you know, a sort of level of focus enters your mind. And then it's when you do actually have whatever you break your fast with, uh, whatever food, when, when like a carbohydrate food, the sugars then, I start to feel quite sleepy when I ate yeah. that meal then. Yeah, I see what you mean about kind of that, that yeah. energy. But it's really weird because I always told myself I, I can't do it because I wake up hungry. And I actually don't wake up hungry. I told myself that I'm hungry when I wake up. But I'm, I'm not because here it is. Well, where I'm, it's half past 12. And so I can start eating in half an hour. It's not like I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can eat, I can eat, I can eat. It, it, um, yeah. It's weird, weird. So I find it interesting how how not only do we actually really teach ourselves that, that, that it is mind over matter, we can train the brain to, to act in certain ways and, 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 um, and accept certain things that I never thought I, I, I would be able to. And what I find interesting as well is that you and I are kind of on this same path. You know, we, 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 we do these, <laughs> suddenly we do, we do these weird things that we never thought we, 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 we would do, we would do. Now that brings me to, and I remembered it, to diet. So yeah. as, a, as a chef and as a, a person who seems to be living very mindfully, what, talk to me a little bit about what you eat and, and, and what your, 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 your thoughts are around what is healthy eating for Dave? What is healthy? Well, that word, I mean, if you type that word on the internet, you get a load of different definitions. For me, the word healthy means balance. And that's what I've kind of come to know. Um, for someone that wants to eat salad all day, every day, to me, that is not healthy. Although if you say the word salad to a person, they might automatically, the brain might link it, oh, salad healthy. But to me, from all the kind of nutritional training I've had over the years and just personal experience balance you need on your plate kind of carbohydrates proteins and fats um, all in a balanced variety Um, so that's kind of what healthy means to me currently where I'm at now I don't I've stopped I stopped eating meat um, over a year ago now from someone that really used to be into the gym I mean I used to have so did I (laughs) kind of bodybuilding so i would be having five six meals a day you know free chicken steak eggs um heavy meals but again all balanced with kind of clean foods um, like a sweet potato or rice and then broccoli vegetables 
a lot of water. But now where I'm at, I, I've, the, the meat is not for me. Um, fish, I was eating that up until a while ago. I've kind of knocked that on the head now because of I realise yeah. the effect I'm having on the planet, on the ocean, the whole knocking effect. And I'm thinking, could I physically get a fish now and kill it with my hands? I couldn't do that. It would make me feel sick. I would probably cry. So yeah. I'm eating the fish. I'm as good as doing the act myself. So now it's just vegetables, but I'm kind of still getting those those balanced meals, but just from other ingredients, yeah. beans, uh, pulses, nuts. This is where I get the protein from. The carbs and the fats are easy to get, but it's just that protein substitute. That's all, yeah. Because that, that's what I do is is I I'm a very very lazy food person. I I, I don't really like cooking. Um, even though I really like eating, but anyway, so so what I when I became vegetarian, I decided you know I'm not, I, I actually don't know enough about nutrition and about food to 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 work with a balanced diet. So I I buy a protein shake, um, and I drink that with my meal, and that I I don't know if that's enough or it's the right thing to do, but that that's what I do to to just give me the proteins that I need. Um, because when it comes to beans and stuff, I always think you need to soak the stuff. You know, you need to plan ahead. And I don't plan ahead. It's just not the type of person I have. <laughs> so, so protein shake, that, 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 that's my protein intake. And how do you, how do you get the fats in? Um, oh, fat. Well, that's dead easy because um, I've got this real weakness for peanut butter. <laughs> okay. So any type of nuts will give you your fat. Um, any type okay. of oils um coconut oil extra virgin olive oil even the sunflower oil uh, avocados uh, another good natural source of fats there's there's lots of things that do have natural fat i'm not going to say something i'm not going to say something is possibly going to get me um um, i'm not off my my family's um christmas list is i don't like avocado I really, at some stage, I, I try to eat to eat half an hour on my bread every day to get the fats in. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like it. I, I don't like the texture of it. I don't like the taste of it. I, so I really tried to force myself. And one day, again, eating as I thought to myself, why are you doing this to yourself? You really don't like this. Stop it. <laughs> so, so, so I stopped eating ever. Um, but I also like peanut butter. And and yeah, we we buy a sugar free one. So um, yeah, I just put yeah um, the hundred percent if you can, and try and steer clear of the ones with palm oil in as well because the effect that's having on the planet. Um, literally, yeah. when it's hundred percent peanuts, it's just it tastes the same anyway. It's beautiful, and I can just sit there with um, the organic peanut butter in it. I can I ate a jar last night just sat there. It's quite bad. So, mm. so you've really you, you've really developed this this amazing awareness of what's happening around you and. And wanting to, to to have a minimum impact on 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 the on the planet and um, and leave an incredibly small footprint. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't and, always been like. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I, I keep using the time like ten even ten years ago. I would um, viewed myself as a very separate sort of person in the universe. It was all me, me, me. Didn't really have a care about the planet because I was yeah. going to be here in hundred years. So what do I care what state the planet's going to be in? Um, so you know what I'll just eat unconsciously I'll buy whatever's in front of me yeah. um, 
but now I, yeah I, I do I've been, since my kind of awakening as such I, I realized that the smallest of actions have can have the largest effect mm. you know the whole butterfly effect the other side of the, the of the world that people don't exactly, realize yeah. we're all interconnected we're all one yeah. when, when you realize this you realize that even anyone has such a big part to play you're here for a reason you're here for a purpose so I want to try and be as conscious as I can. There's probably I stuff I still do that comes across as very ignorant now. I'm not at that, that level yet where I realise it. Maybe in yeah. six months' time, I might look back to now and think, oh, do you know what? You were doing that. How silly were you? But I can only work with what I currently know. So yeah. Yeah, it's just about educating ourselves, I think, Freddie, yeah. And that's a debate that I have with my husband consciously because he, he keeps on saying, but you not eating meat isn't going to change anything. And I kind of... If, if, if all of us think that way, what ball of shit is this planet going to turn out to be? You know, I believe that that, that me, Freddie, I might be making a very, very small contribution. But you're making a small contribution. And, and if all of us make small contributions, then it becomes bigger contributions. And, and then we, we, we can make a change. That's it. It's the yeah. whole domino effect. It only takes one person to knock the domino down. and then that Exactly, yeah. Very, 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 very much so. Um, I, I used to have the same argument as your husband, kind of saying that, oh, well, what difference is me going to do it? And that's a very kind of defeatist, egoic approach. Just uh, Exactly. No, no, me, me, mate. And, yeah. Like well, my first thought, husband would freak me out that he would buy fish that's on the red list or the orange list. And it kind of, you can't buy that. It, it, those are endangered species. And he would, well, somebody caught it already. It's dead already. <laughs> but you're creating a market for it by buying it. You know, stop it. it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so what type of logic is that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, you mentioned earlier, you, you, you used the word awakening. Was there something that triggered the awakening for you? Or was it just a slow, gradual process of, 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 of awareness? Yeah, no, it, it, was, um, it was a definite event. Um, it was the passing of my best friend in front of me. Oh my uh, word! Yeah, that really kind of shook things up for me. <laughs> it was a yeah. Uh, this guy, his name is Dean. He um, we met here at school, so we grew up together. And um, he had cystic fibrosis. Um, but to meet him, you would never know this. But I mean, he had to go through so much treatment each day with physiotherapy and drugs and drips and you name it. But to meet Dean, he just came across as a normal, as you'd label normal, a normal person. Mm. Um, and when I was down with my addictions, homelessness, drink, drugs, he would pick me up without judgment every time and get me back on my feet. And just he would always be there for me. So, yeah, he, he had his lung transplant because I say he had cystic fibrosis. Oh, it, all went, it all went fantastically well. He got married the next year. I was the best man at his wedding. and I was, It was just a beautiful day. It was a perfect day, honestly. I know it sounds cliche, but it was just perfect. Um, and that was it. I thought it was the start of his, you know, his new beginning. He started coming to the yeah. gym with me, which he couldn't do before because he was he couldn't even walk because of his capacity of his lungs. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and then he just went into hospital, which was nothing unusual because Dean had been in and out of hospital all his life. So we didn't think anything of it because he was super Dean. He had this positive mindset. He got over yeah. and everything. Um, but he, um, yeah, he got pneumonia. And because of the lung transplant, he had immunity blockers because if his immune system would have worked, it would have rejected the actual lungs. Yeah. That's the way the 
properly work. So he essentially didn't have an immune system as such. Oh, my word. So, yeah, his wife called me in the night before, um, the Friday night. She said, Dave, do you want to come to hospital tomorrow morning? Because they don't think Dean's going to make it through the weekend. And I was like, well, come on. I was like, I thought she was being a bit dramatic, to be honest. I thought, this is Dean. He's in and out. goosebumps all over my soul. Oh, my word. He's in and out of hospital all the time. I just thought he was standing, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll go to, I'll go to the um, hospital the next day. Um, woke up on the morning, didn't know what to expect, so I actually I went to the gym first <laughs> to kind of get some sort of grasp of normality and routine, yeah. and then I went to the hospital and um, yeah, watched him. I arrived two hours before he left, and uh, he, he took his last few breaths, and I was, we were all there with him, his family and his wife, and I was there. Oh, my word. And uh, I entered the hospital room that day, I say, as kind of the old Dave and left the hospital room that afternoon, a different person as such. And the family actually granted me a bit of time just to sit with his uh, his physical, his body. Uh, and I just kind of, it was so weird to see this, this physical shell of this person who had lifted me off through thick and thin, just yeah. lifeless, just lying there. And I just started thinking like, what was this all for? Like, it just was that who he was? Was that his body was? And it, it kind of all. And I say it wasn't an instant thing, Freddie. I mean, it's still happening now. But um, that's what kind of sparked me to say, you know, what? Maybe there's a little bit more to our existence than just working a nine to five and just uh, playing into the rat race. Maybe with, there's a, a bigger picture going on here. And that was uh, that was the start of my awakening. So Whoa. yeah, it was, a, it was a definite event that sparked that shift of consciousness. Mm. So by that time, you were already clean. I was what, sorry? Clean from drugs and alcohol. Yes, yeah, I was um, I was pretty much sober then. Just the fact, um, I mean, I still wouldn't label myself as a teetotaler now, but I just, I don't see the point in drinking because it just makes me feel tired and I know what it does to my energy system. So I don't drink now, but if someone said, oh, would you drink this drink? Because, I don't know, it would make me really happy and it's for a special case. And then if... I really would. I'd have a little sip. But yeah, I was I was kind of I was clean then because the gym had got me clean. I saw the balance. Okay. Um so yeah, I, I cleaned all my before then and the partners I met over the years had forced me to get straight as well. The drugs were the first thing to go and the drink was the kind of last thing to uh, and, and and you did the, the drugs on your own or did you how did you how did you kick the drug habit? Yeah, I did that. Um, cocaine was the one for me. It got me the whole glamour behind it. And I thought I was such a celebrity, a boy sort of, you know. <laughs> me too. Sneaking off to a toilet and sniffing a line off a toilet lid. That doesn't exactly scream glamour to me. <laughs> <laughs> all, it, all it screams to me now is unhygienic. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> So a, a girl I was with at the time, um, she kind of picked me up. That's when I was um, homeless. I didn't. I was kind of sofa surfing, just dossing around on the streets kind of thing. Um, she kind of helped me to get that level. Um, and I, I did it for her because I saw what it was doing to her, that the pain it was causing her, the worry. Okay. So that, and I just stopped. I didn't actually have any professional counseling as such or help. It was just kind of the power of love, as, as corny as that sounds. No, <laughs> that's, what that's amazing. What, what an amazing story. But the... Um, it was the um, the alcohol, and I had to substitute the cocaine addiction with other things. So I started going to the football and getting into the football scene, football hooliganism, and kind of just drinking and drinking. So, yeah, I kind of swapped one addiction for another, 
um, and then I would meet other partners and got more invested in the gym, and that's what kind of helped me to get rid of the whole alcohol. Oh wow! <laughs> Amazing. I had to go through. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah it's what there's, there's no set path. <laughs> We all, we all have our have our journeys, don't we? That's it, yeah. But I am I am fascinated that we are having this conversation with each other. It's just very similar, aren't we, Freddie? To say it's the first time we've met today for anyone listening to this. It's, uh, yes. <laughs> and it's so weird. I mean, this the the whole addiction thing, the 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 the, the cutting the meat thing, the spiritual journey thing the environmental impact the cold showers the <laughs> the intermittent fasting i mean <laughs> it's gonna, what the hell <laughs> all of the seven eight billion people on the planet we should meet at this moment in time and space it's, yeah we've got these yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely freaky and on yeah. that point i'm going to end our chat um, I try to keep my episodes about 45 minutes. No but problem. Dave, I am I am filled with gratitude, joy, and surprise about this, <laughs> this, fabulous, this fabulous conversation <laughs> we just oh, had. Thank, thank you so much, too. Thank you for this unique opportunity. I mean that. This is kind of the first thing I've ever done like this. Oh, my word. So, yeah, I've always kind of had this fear of speaking, but I've, I'm learning what fear is. And you're, I'm a getting, you know, you're a natural, for Pete's sake. Um, just... I, I, yeah, I know this is going to be part of my path. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, I love the connection. <laughs> Spooky as it is, it's all... <laughs> so do I. And I'm going to send you the um, the link via email. So, okay. so today is the 8th. You will probably go live on the 6th of May. Okay, fantastic. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I put out an episode every second week now, and I've got one in the bank. So um, maybe I have two in the banks. So it's either the 6th of May or two weeks later, or the oh, 20th, or the 20th. But I'll, 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 I'll let you know. I normally send a message when I start editing and say, hey, I'm editing our chat and I'm having so much fun. So um, <laughs> so, so you'll, you'll know we're in the process I am. But Dave, again, thank you so much it was absolutely wonderful to meet you to hear your story and it just got more and more interesting as we got along so thank you and enjoy the thank rest you. of the day and enjoy your holiday and good luck with the with the breaking of the of the lockdown how exciting is that yes yes cool. <laughs> look after yourself and and um, um um what's the word i want to use congratulations on the wedding and good luck for the build-up for the build up to the wedding. What an exciting time this is. So um, I'll be I'll be thinking of you. That means awesome. a lot. Look after yourself. See ya. Okay. Bye bye. This was such a wonderful experience, which I'm so incredibly grateful to have had. I feel as if I've made a true friend and I'm really excited for him about the upcoming wedding on Saturday and the life of hopefully marital bliss. I also wish Dave all of the best on the sale of his book. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to contact me on my website which is www.freddy.org.za 
or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an I-E at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.